Welcome to the United Cars, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Man United. I'm your host Matthew and today talking about our 3-1 win uh, at home in the FA Cup. Remember that trophy uh, in the, yes, in the FA Cup at home to West Ham. 3-1 win. Yeah, um, wow. Football, it's, uh, it's interesting, isn't it? I don't really understand people that don't understand football, but hey, we all have our um, our things that we like. Uh, for example, I don't really understand the, the the excitement of Formula One, for example. And some people think that football's just 22 men kicking a ball around, which, yeah, that is the basic point of it. But um, there's a lot more that goes into it than that. And I think that we, we all understand that as fans. Um, yeah, it, this, this team, as I've mentioned over and over and over again this season, uh, this team just keeps fighting. Just keeps fighting and it's very interesting if you go back to Sunday and uh, you know I, I, I listen to some uh, I don't usually listen to like post-game interviews or pre-game press conferences I don't really listen to any of that stuff to be honest I sort of just hey if a, if a bit of news comes out I'll probably read about it anyway and with Ten Hag on Sunday saying like yeah this is this is great we want a trophy but we want more and we're flying back to because I think it was either that night or Monday or something. They flew back to uh, Manchester. Obviously, they were down in London at Wembley. It was like, no, we, we're going to celebrate this for a bit. Fly back to Manchester. Training Monday morning. And we're off again on, on Wednesday. And there, there's no slowing down. There's no stopping. Because um, you do want to, like, you know, celebrate a trophy win. But then you still have the realisation of, okay, another cup game coming up a couple of days time we can't rest too much we have to keep going and keep fighting and it's that mentality that Ten Hag has installed in this team you know you go back a year or so this team didn't really care and um it it clearly do now clearly very much do now now I don't think we played great today at lots of different points um, I think that's because of the change in personnel, who we will talk about later. And um, we did have to bring on the cavalry, so to speak. You know, Martinez, Casemiro, Rashford, you know, the, the better players that we've got. Um, but the team didn't give up. It didn't give up. There's, there felt like a bit of a period of about five minutes or so where West Ham went 1-0 up. And we sort of like... Had a drop off, but then we brought ourselves back into the game, and it's that bringing yourself back into the game that's important. Um, and it's it's just it's just incredible to watch. And I'm sitting there and I think, okay, you know, it, it says here 55 minutes when they scored, and then heads dropped for about five minutes or so. Ten Arga on the touchline was trying to you know get the team going again, um, you know, get get the team to sort of wake up again. And then the 60th minute sort of hit, and things weren't going great, and we were misplacing a few passes. And I was like, okay, 60, okay, 70, 80, 90. Half an hour in football. Half an hour is a long, long, long time in football. Even two minutes in football is is a long, long time. It it takes, how long does it take to score a goal? 10 seconds? If you really, like, if you knock a couple of good passes together and, you know, you do it quickly, you can score a goal in football very, very quickly. And we still have half an hour to go, and it's like, hey, game's not over. We're 1-0 down. We're, we're a bit not great right now. But we need to pick ourselves back up, dust ourselves off, and, and, and just keep going and just keep fighting. 
And it's just really, really nice to see the fight in this team. And to just, you just have to keep going. You have to keep pushing. Um, and yeah, you know, we just came off the back of winning a trophy first time in six years. Great. You celebrate that. You move on. Um, you've got your next one coming up. And then the games just keep coming. But you've got to keep pushing. You've got to keep winning. And even in games like this where we don't perform great, um, you know, you just got you just got to keep going. There was 30 minutes left in the game. And you just keep on, you keep on trying, you keep trying to make passes, you keep trying to make things happen, you keep fighting for the ball. Um, and we, we, we put ourselves back into the game eventually, and obviously got the first goal, then got the second goal. Obviously one, one of the first goals was disallowed, and then we scored two more after that. But hey, even after, you know, 72 minutes, less than 20 minutes left to go of the game, disallowed goal, the team didn't let their heads drop again. We, we went again, we kept trying to make passes, kept fighting for the ball, kept moving it forward and there were parts in this game in the first I would say the first half particularly maybe where lots and lots of misplaced passes today I'm sure Tenog will be very disappointed by that um, and he will I'm sure talk to the players and all that kind of stuff obviously he talks to them at half time but you just got to keep going you cannot stop until that last whistle goes you cannot stop um, and fair credit to West Ham, they haven't been very good this season, they're in a relegation fight, I think they took the fight to us, I do think we made them look better than what they are at points, which was down to our own fault, but, um, you know, I thought they, uh, I, I thought they put up a good, um, a good fight against us, certainly, um, referee in this game I thought was dirty, um, that's that's the best way I can describe the referee. Lots and lots of decisions I don't think went our way. But as I always say about, you know, if you're losing a game or you lose a game, there's a there's a degree that you can blame the referee because okay, if the referee keeps not giving you free kicks when you're fouled and keeps giving the opposition free kicks when they're not fouled, there is only so much you can do about that. But you still have ninety minutes to score more goals than the other team to win. So it's a partial excuse if you if you do lose, but it's not an actual full excuse. So anyway. Um but no it just yeah. Um because I was sitting there at that at that oh excuse me at that seventy minute mark and was thinking half an hour. Long time still. Just gotta keep going, gotta keep pushing. And you could see this team was like starting to wane on them a little bit and like more bad passes were coming through but we just kept on going and that was the uh that was the important part so anyway let's get into the uh the summary here um let's see actually very quickly um ah we have the draw here for the quarterfinals brighton i've got grimsby sheffield united have got blackburn we've got fulham and man city have got burnley um not to discredit the other teams, but clearly the big problematic team there is Manchester City. You never know in football. Burnley could... Anybody can be anybody in football. I always say that. Burnley could do something against Man City. You, you just never know. You just never know. You look at Brighton and Grimsby and you think, oh, easy win for Brighton. You just don't know. Um, Sheffield United Blackburn, I think, is a bit more equal anyway. Um, and look, we have to... Uh, for our, for us ourselves, you know, we look at Fulham. Fulham have been good this season. They're what seventh in in the Premier League or something. Um, you would have noted them down as relegation candidates this season, but no, Fulham have been good. We can't take that game lightly. And look, if we win that, we get into the semi final, and then who who knows what can uh, what can happen from them from then certainly. 
So, yeah, we'll uh, we'll just have to keep pushing, as I said. Um, but yeah, quarterfinals is against Fulham. I don't know if that's got a date set. Oh, the 18th of March. I'm not, I'm not sure how that affects upcoming fixtures, but there we go. Um, anyway, on to the summary. Uh, I don't usually mention yellow cards because, okay, whatever. Maguire's yellow card. Yeah, that was a bit um, <laughs> a bit something, wasn't it? I don't know if you all remember. Uh, it says 27 minutes here, Maguire yellow card. Did a foul on, I think it was Antonio. Yeah, that was a bad one. That was a bad one. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was basically it for the first half. There's nothing else written here. Um, second half, start second half. Casemiro on for McTominay. Good. Um, in terms of the like second tier players, so Maguire, uh, Lindelof, Malassia, um, Delo. I'm talking about players who aren't considered in the first team like Malassia will be on the bench and things like that but um and like Delo because Wan-Bissaka's kind of taken his spot back but Delo is fighting for his but which is good because of competition um yeah it's it's disappointing that um let's use McTominay as an example because that's the substitute didn't take their chances players like McTominay today um I thought the second team um just just didn't impress and it's a shame we had to call on the cavalry because that cavalry has worked very hard, particularly on Sunday and, of course, you know, against um, Barcelona as well. But no, we had to bring Casemiro on. McTominay didn't have a good enough game. Not one of his worst. I've seen McTominay have much worse games than this, but just not good enough. Um, so, yeah, Casemiro on for McTominay. Glad to see that. Then they scored their goal. Emerson assisting Ben Rama. Uh, there's, a bait that, that, there's a debate as to whether or not the ball went out of play. They don't. They didn't really show it clearly enough, and it's kind of interesting that you notice the time difference they took between checking the VAR, which we don't get to see, um, on this. The VAR for the goal here was very, very quick, and the VAR for the Casemiro goal was um, a lot longer, a lot, lot longer. But one of the goals stood, and one of them didn't. I, it was too quick for, for me to see, and they, did, they didn't show it at like proper angles. I, from the angle I did see, which was very brief, it did look like it went out, but um, I didn't have the chance to see it properly because they didn't really show it properly, which is very, uh, very weird. So, again, this is where this, uh, yeah, referee didn't quite do things um, uh, middle enough. I think he was leaning a bit more towards West Ham, but we still won the game. So there we go. Then more cavalry called upon uh, Martinez and uh, Rashford on for Lindelof and Anthony. I didn't think Anthony was having a particularly bad game, but I guess it's just a change there. Uh, it's a case where, um, what do you call him? Bruno has moved out to the right-hand side, uh, Rashford through the middle, and uh, Martinez on for Lindelof. Interesting, he didn't take off Maguire, but... Um, yeah, that's what was what was going on. So yeah, more more cavalry called upon uh, with Martinez and Rashford, which again is a shame to see. Um, but uh, I guess we had to do it to win the game. So, but uh, those substitutions I agree with. Although, yeah, I would say Martinez on for I, I think it's a left and a right centre back situation because Maguire was right centre back, and he wants the left footer on the left side. But then, why can't you have Lindelof at the right centre back and 
Martinez at left centre back. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, that was what was decided. Then uh, an offside goal. Casemiro. We thought we'd gotten our way back into the game. Uh, VAR taking a longer time here. Um, 72nd minute. This shouldn't have been offside um, because you his arm is offside and you can't use your arm in football unless you are a goalkeeper. I've <clears throat> I mentioned this before, I think, with probably with some other events within the game, but um, yeah, if for, for me, if you're like running, making a forward running, and you're pointing as if to say to your teammate, "I'm ready to receive the ball," if your arm is the part of your body that's offside that shouldn't count because you that, that's not an advantage if you've got your foot out in front or your head out in front then yeah you can use that head part of your head that's out in front or use the leg that you've got out in front to your advantage because you're allowed to use those body parts you're not allowed to use your arm in football unless you're the goalkeeper because obviously that's how they save the save the pick up the ball um, so it's disappointing to see that. I'm I'm really surprised in 2023 that that's still a thing. Um, yeah, it's <clears throat> and whether it's your, you know, I guess I don't know if shoulder would particularly count. Um, but your arm and your hand, you can't use those body parts. So if those, if that's the body part that's offside, it shouldn't count because you can't use it. Therefore, you're not at an advantage. And if the rest of your body is level, then it should be side i understand okay if if you're in a position where your head and your arm is offside then yes that's offside because you can use your head anyway i think i've explained that um <clears throat> but it shouldn't have counted uh, sorry should have counted um but it didn't but uh good to see the team kicking on from this and uh didn't get too put off by it then they brought on jared bowen which was what they did uh then an own goal ag ag agud um, I don't know how to pronounce that name. I apologise. Um, yeah, we thought that I, I I wasn't sure if it was Vegorst or Casemiro that scored this. Turned out it was neither of the two of them, and it was an own goal. But Vegorst thought he'd scored. Did he like? Because it wasn't as if he headed the ball onto another player and it went in. No, it just hit the West Ham head player and went straight in. Um, did he? F- because <clears throat> surely you'd like okay you're not going to be looking at the goal all the time in that situation because you could have your back to the goal and you could head the ball in sideways or the back of your head uh hernandez in 2011 or 2012 whenever that was um did Vegorst feel like a gush of wind and think it was hit, hit off his head or I, I i don't know but the ball didn't hit his head so how comes he thinks it's his goal but anyway it's a goal it doesn't matter uh so that made it 1-1 actually made it 1-1 and then some substitutions, Fred on for Sabitza. Um I wouldn't necessarily have taken off Sabitza, but Fred, one area that I have said before where Fred is effective is those late game midfield legs, which I think we needed. Obviously, you're not going to take off Casemiro here. Unlikely that you take off... I, I guess Sabitza was the next logical player to sort of take off. You're not going to take off Fred for Maguire, for example, are you? That's, that doesn't make any sense. Um, so yeah, don't, don't totally mind this Fred sub. This is more just sort of bringing more energy to the team. Um, then they made another sub and then Garnacho with a beautiful goal, a really, really, really well taken goal from, from Garnacho. A couple of deflected shots fell to Garnacho and just caressed the ball into the bottom, his right goalkeeper's left hand corner. A lovely, lovely goal to see and um, takes composure to do that, takes a good shot to do that. 
And uh, yeah, it's just a moment he, that he's taken really, really well. He could have made a diff- different decision, could have ran with the ball, passed it, turned backwards, could, could have done a lot of things. Um, but a beautiful, beautiful goal from Ganacho. Don't think he was having the best game, but, and I've said this about Fred a few times before, um, even if you have an average to bad game, but you still do something really important like get an assist or um, score a goal in this case, you deserve credit. I don't think Ganacho was terrible in this game. He just made a lot of mistakes, but still, you know, still kept on try- trying and kept on going. But then got his reward in the end. Got this goal, gave us a two-one lead right in the 90th minute, and um, yeah, it, it was a really, really good moment. Very, very good moment. Then another substitution. Ganacho subbed off for Varane. I'm sure this was just a shutting up shop type of situation. So fine with me. I actually didn't look at the bench today. Um, I usually do, but uh, I looked at the starting eleven and just sort of clicked the app off. But anyway, um, I actually still don't know who was on the bench, so I guess we'll we'll talk about that together in a minute. Uh, then Fred scored, because <laughs> of course Fred scored. Um, yeah, Vegas with a good amount of pressing here, really, really good amount of pressing so far to the point where he actually gets the ball back. I can't remember. I can't remember if he tackled the player. And the ball fell loose to Fred or if Wegors passed it to Fred. Either way, the ball makes it its way to Fred. And it's a nice tap in for, for Fred. Uh, which gives us a really, really good late game moment. And uh, makes it 3-1. So brilliant, brilliant stuff. Just just a nice way to just cap off the game and cap off the uh, the comeback. So um, again, Fred's a funny player. He can have terrible, terrible games. Obviously, did, did alright in this game. Uh, and he, he didn't start, but... He's got a goal in him now and again, and he's got an assist in him now and again. So, um, yeah, Fred's like this anomaly of a player where he'll have like a terrible game and score a goal. But obviously, in this case, it wasn't on the pitch for that long anyway. So, yeah, good good stuff from Fred. Um, he, he capped off the win. So, really, really good. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. Who's my man of the match today? Um, who's my man of the match? I'll think about it. Alright, uh, take a break, we'll come back and uh, do some player ratings. See you in a minute. Hi there, if you're looking to get started with a website of your own and a domain name, we've got good news for you. With our affiliate link with Kualu, you can click on that link which is in your show notes, which is for our affiliate link. You can go over to Kualu to get started with your website and domain name today. They've also got a very handy chat support system which is usually in the bottom right hand corner to send messages back and forth to koalu if you'd like to ask them for help to get started with your domain name and website today so that's koalu and you can use them to get started with your website and domain name today thank you very much to koalu for this affiliate link Hi there, if you'd like to get rid of the ads in Entertainment Talks podcast and listen to the ad-free versions of our episodes, we've got good news for you there as well. You can subscribe to Entertainment Talk at either the $5 level tier or $10 level tier. The $5 level tier will get you access to all of Entertainment Talk's previous ad-free podcasts and the future ad-free podcasts that we make in the month that you're subscribed for. If you also subscribe to us at the $10 level tier, that will get you that benefit that I've just mentioned, and it'll also grant you access to request a review for two episodes of a TV show and a general discussion on that show, or a film review of your choice. So if you if there's a TV show out there or a film that we've not covered perhaps and you'd like our opinion on it, we can watch two episodes of that TV show or 
film review so it's one of either of those per month of course if you continue subscribing each month you can pick a tv show then a film the next month and so on and so forth this is a great way to support entertainment talk get your ad-free podcasts and also get some reviews of your choice thank you very much for supporting us and thank you for listening back to the show all right player ratings let's go with a bit of a different choice to what we usually go with um i'm gonna go with vegost for my man of match for this game not the greatest in terms of actually scoring um but as i've kind of said before he's playing in this 10 position where bruno usually plays and it just doesn't feel like this guy's a striker it feels like he's a hard-working midfielder it's very very interesting to see but um really really great pressing from him again assisted with the last goal um, I'll give him a 9. He, he could have maybe scored one or two goals in a few situations, but really, really hard-working player from him, play from him. And, um, yeah, just each player kind of does offer the team a little bit of something. And we're almost, I mean, I don't know how Tenag feels about it, but it's almost like we're getting something totally different from Vegas than what we were expecting, because I didn't know much about him. I thought, like... Oh, he's just a, a sort of poacher striker. Well, I say just a poacher striker. That's an important role. But I thought he was going to be this sort of fox in the box, like gets on the end of headers and like, you know, poaches in the goals. He's not really doing that, but he's working really, really hard. And um, yeah, it contributes really, really well to the build up play in certain situations. So I, I thought he did that again really, really well. So uh, yeah, I'll give... Uh, I'll give Vegas my man of the match. Going back to De Gea, um, I'm going to give him a 9 as well. A couple of really, really big saves. Um, I actually forgot to talk about the goal itself, didn't I? I was more focused on the, <clears throat> was the ball out of play. Yeah, it was disappointing to see the team just kind of like, just all of them just switched off, really. It was, uh, it was quite disappointing because we were so focused on the ball being out of play. And then West Ham scored anyway, so that was, uh, that was disappointing. Um... But um, yeah, De Gea, I'll give him a 9, made a couple of really, really big saves. There was a chance in the first half, I think, Antonio was played through because Maguire and Nidloff can't run. We'll talk about those two in a minute. Um, ball literally going in between the two of them, and then De Gea had to make a, make a save. A couple of other big, big saves as well. Um, distribution at points, not great, but uh, De Gea's there for his shot stopping, isn't he? So... There we go. Um, Delo, not the best of one of his games. I thought he really struggled in this game. Um, I think I'll give him a, a five just below sort of average. Wasn't like horrible, but wasn't one of his best games, I don't think. He was a little bit all over the place. I'll give him a five. Maguire and Lindelof. Um, um, three, maybe. Um, Maguire did a couple of decent passes at points. Lindelof was all right. Um, it's just you can some Tenog's been able to sometimes get away with using, let's say, Lindelof and Martinez or Maguire and Varane. You put these two p- together, and you just get the worst of both of them. Um, they both got to go in the summer, both of them. I know Lindelof now and again can be good, and he's got a good long pass in him, but for where we're trying to go and the progress that we're making, we need to not be looking at players and saying, oh, that player's okay, we can keep them. No, if we can upgrade on regular players, then we should upgrade on them. 
Um, certainly in terms of Maguire, he's just too slow. He's just too slow, uh, whether it's on the ball or off the ball. He also, there, there was a number of times in this game where he like wasn't jumping for headers. He wasn't. He doesn't really win enough headers. We've had this guy for, what, three, almost four seasons now, Maguire, and he was supposed to be our big, imposing sort of centre-back that wins the headers both from like attacking corners, defending corners, or any heading scenarios. And very rarely does he actually do it. I mean, I mean, most times when you see Maguire win a header, it's because he's not being contested. When he gets contested for a header, he just doesn't seem to impose himself in the situation. Um, I think I've seen Martinez win more headers than, than Maguire. And Martinez is supposed to be really short. But it's not all necessarily about your height. It's about actually trying and jumping. Um, but yeah, but both both of them are bad again. I mean... Yeah, defending and just positional sense and like that pass I mentioned, just getting cut through. There's always that danger when we play the two of them, and they've got that middle centerpiece. There's always that danger of that long pass going through to a fast player, or not even a fast. But I mean, Antonio is not slow, but he's not the quickest player in the world. But for for the other two, whoever whoever the opposition is, if you're if you know how slow the two of them are. And you think, right, get one ball in behind. One ball that kind of beats the fullbacks as well. And goes through the middle. If you can get a player to run onto it, McGuire and Lindelof ain't catching them. Not catching them. Um, yeah, it's just... We, got, we can't... We can't. You certainly can't play a high line with them anyway. And the way that Tenog wants to play is with a high line. And I remember speaking about this a long, long time ago. This was when Maguire was sort of getting dropped more out of the team... And Varane and Martinez were starting to starting to get their way into the team. And I said, like, the fundamental way that Tenag wants to play, the actual system, you actually can't play Maguire Lindelof because they, they don't work in the system. So, therefore, it, it just, just doesn't work. They either have to adapt themselves to the system, which is being better at inter- intercepting the ball, or being faster, which neither of them are good at, um, or you move on from them. And I think moving on from them is the best example. I was thinking about this um, a bit today. Um, I was thinking about this a bit today. In terms of, okay, we we have basically four defenders because Phil Jones isn't even in the squad, right? So you've got Varane, Martinez, Lindelof and Maguire. I know, I know the whole part of me wanting to see Bailey and Twanzebi play for Man United is, is is slipping away. But ask yourself, who would you rather have, Lindelof and Maguire or Bailey and Twanzebi? I, I know who I'd rather have. So anyway, that's enough on them too. Malasia, uh, I thought Malasia was quite good. I thought he recovered the ball really well in a lot of situations. Um, had a good game. There's a couple of passes that were really, really odd from him. So I'll give him an eight. There was a few too many stray passes from him, but. His ball recovery and his, his his work rate today was really, really good. So, here we go. Uh, Sabitza, um, I thought Sabitza had a good game. Not as good as he has kind of been before. I think the midfield pairing we want to see is Sabitza and, um, what's his name, Casemiro. I think that's the best two options that we've got uh, of of the players that are available. Um, but yeah, Sabitza I thought was, uh, thought was good in this game, but not great. I'm going to give him a 7. McTominay, a um, couple of good passes, kind of hiding a bit in this game. Um, wasn't his worst game, I don't think, but still just didn't quite do enough. So um, I think an average six kind of fits McTominay for this game. Anthony, uh, I thought Anthony was 
good, but um, I don't know that 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 overlapping relationship with the load just wasn't really there. That wasn't really Anthony's fault. So um, I thought Anthony did relatively well today, though. So I'll give him a seven. Bruno Fernandez um, work rate through the roof in in, in this game. A uh, couple of stray sort of passes and things like that. I'm noticing again less and less of the hero ball. Although there was a lot of times he played the hero ball over to Canacho. But it actually reached him, so that is what you want to see. Um, I'll give Bruno an eight. I thought he was. I thought it was good. Uh, Ganacho struggled in this game to get into this game. Did score a very, very important goal. Um, just maybe a bit of decision making here and there, and um, I don't know. Just, just a bit of composure required from him. Uh, so I'll give him an eight because he did score a goal. And Vegost, I've already gone over him, which is a nine, and my man of the match. So a um, bit, bit of a different flavour of players there. Let's right, go to the substitutes. We've got Casemiro, Alanga, Fred, Heaton, Martinez, Palestri, Rashford, Varane, Wambasaka. Casemiro came on, obviously, big, big impact. Big, big impact, sorry. Uh, Fred subbed on, scored a goal. Very good. Martinez subbed on, did pretty well. Rashford, not active, active in the game, but tried pretty well and did pretty good. And I actually don't remember seeing Varane at all, to be totally honest. He was the late sub, wasn't he? I don't remember seeing anything from him really so that was the subs missing players we got uh, Ericsson ankle injury Martial muscle injury Shaw with a knock I'm not entirely sure what that means but with a knock and Donny van der Beek with a knee injury still who probably be out for the how I think this is going to go I think Ericsson will be back in the next month I, I, I would say mid to late April it sounds like he's maybe going to be back they said sort of March April uh, we're already in March now. I would say maybe mid-April at the, the latest. Because there's not just a case of... Because you've got to f- remember, like, okay, his injury's not affecting him, but he's still got to get back to match fitness. So there might be that extra week or two for that match fitness. So maybe his injury will be sort of gone uh, maybe by end of March or so, and I mean, I'm not a physio, I don't know this stuff, and then maybe two weeks or so, I don't know, for him to get back to actual ma- match fitness, so we'll see, uh, Martial, no idea, got a muscle injury, uh, Luke Shaw will probably be back soon, and Donny van der Beek's probably out for the rest of the season, unfortunately, uh, that's it for this game, um, could we win the FA Cup, is the question to pose, um, I think, I mean, obviously, again, can't take any team too lightly. Man City, the big ones in our way. Uh, gosh, that would be a big, big final, wouldn't it, if we, if we end up getting Man City in the final? Um, the other teams, beatable, I would say. Um, but, you know, you can never, you know, you can never count a team out, can you really, particularly? So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll have to just, uh, just see how it goes. But Fulham and no easy team, they've, played really well this season credit to them um i had them down kind of as you know relegation candidates but they're nowhere near getting relegated um they they're possibly fighting for like a europa league or conference league type of place i'm not sure what the, what their goal would have been by the start of the season probably survival i suppose from the premier league but yeah they got people like Pereira, james william um got a couple of decent players they're, they're a decent little side Fulham. I'm not saying they're like fantastic or, or whatever, but uh, yeah, um, not to be taken lightly. But yes, so if we beat Fulham, we've then got either Man City, Burnley, Sheffield United, Blackburn, Brighton or Grimsby. So no Chelsea, no Arsenal, no Tottenham, no Liverpool, no um, 
Who else is good this season? No Newcastle. Obviously, we had them in the final. None of those teams. So, who knows? If Burnley do something against Man City, we won't even have to worry about Man City. So, who knows? Maybe we could be on for an FA Cup win. I believe that we can, of course, um, because we keep winning. So, we'll see how it goes. But quarterfinal, getting closer, getting closer. Technically, all we need to do is win the quarterfinal and then win the next two games and then we won the competition. So, um who knows what heights we could reach this season. Again, Premier League, not in our hands, but the FA Cup and the Europa League certainly are. So we shall see. We shall see. Because um, it looked grim at one point in this game. looked like West Ham would maybe take a 2-0 lead, but then we clawed our way back into the game, got over the line in the end, and uh, and uh, quarterfinal is, uh, is approaching. So anyway, next up is Liverpool. See how that goes. And then Real Betis. And then I think Southampton. Then Betis. And then probably the FA Cup after that, I would imagine. I would imagine the midweek after the second Europa League game would possibly be the uh, FA Cup week, which would be the Fulham game. I don't know. Fixtures can get chopped and changed. So we'll see. Anyway, in the meantime, uh, you can write in, of course. Let us know. Uh, let me know what do you think of this game. Um, who was your man of the match? That type of stuff. What do you think of the Maguire-Lindelof situation and their performance today? Um, and yeah, what do you think of everything going on with the main night? Uh, Matthew at EntertainmentTalk.org. Twitter eTalk UK has a contact page information in your show notes. Email box on the website version of the episode and a clickable email name in your show notes as well. Uh, in the meantime, EntertainmentTalk.org, podcast platforms. Find everything that we do over there. Uh, TV, games, films, main night podcasts. Excuse me, take a look out for all of that. Of course, I tell other people about what, we can, what we're doing and where they can find it. Either by just telling them or using social media and whatnot. So consider that. Patreon, $5, $10 level tiers. Add free podcast review options. Have a look at that as well if you'd like to. TV and film those over on geektown.co.uk. Geektown Radio is a new Geektown Radio from yesterday for Tuesday. Look out for that one. Renault's cancellations, air dates, pickups. Uh, Bex over on Twitch, Trista BYTES for retro chat, game streams, all that good fun stuff. Trista BYTES over on Twitch. Me over on Twitch at eTalkUK and YouTube Entertainment Talk Plays. New stream recently onto YouTube, which is the Hogwarts Legacy stream. I uh, did about an hour and a half showing off the game. No spoilers of, of anything. It was just mainly side quests and exploring the world and, and that type of stuff. Uh, so check that out and a whole bunch of game clips and other things. All right. Thanks for listening. I'll see you on Sunday for Liverpool. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye.